Buck Hut Podcast, episode 12. Uh, I'm your host, Jacob Trainer. Today I have my girlfriend, Stacy, with me. Hello. First time on. Uh, I'm just going to do a, a recap. It's probably going to be a pretty lengthy recap of our trip to South Florida and all the details that kind of went into that. So, first thing I, I want to talk about was uh, the reason for going. So, over the past few months, I've had like some health issues I've kind of been struggling with. Uh, and I'll break that down in like a later podcast. Um, plan on having my mom on to help me kind of talk about what was going on with that. Um, but yeah, so I figured, you know, be a, a good opportunity to get away from all that and go somewhere warm and soak up some sun, which we do not have here in Missouri. Um, and at the time that I kind of hit like the breaking point with that, uh stacy's spring break was also like what three weeks away or something yeah. like that so it was kind of a last minute decision to just i was like hey do you want to go to florida she's like are you serious yep <laughs> um but the big thing was i wanted to catch peacock bass since i was basically since i started bass fishing at probably like i don't know 12 or 13 years old um so that's pretty much what we were going to go down there for we we wanted to stay close to the beach so that can, yeah, so I can go enjoy the beach. Yeah, do all the girl beach stuff. White girls. And I could um, hopefully get on some peacocks. So yeah, it was, a, it was about an 18 and a half hour drive. Um, that week I took off Saturday and Sunday from work. So we left Saturday morning when I got, got off of work at like, I think, we were packed up and everything by probably 6.30, but didn't get to leave till 7.30 because why? I couldn't find my wallet. So we strung everything out, tore the car and the house apart, looking for that. Yeah, didn't find it. Didn't find it, no. Which the only thing in her wallet was her ID, so. And my debit card. Your debit card? Mm -hmm. I thought you had your debit card. On my phone. Oh, well. Okay, I guess that's kind of important, too. Yeah, so we left that morning, and I really wish I would have taken Friday off as well. Um, so I'll just mention, like, one of the things I've been struggling with health-wise is, like, my sleep was, like, really irregular. Um, and, like, that week, I had done great with, like, keeping that on track. It was actually kind of the first full week uh, that I'd been doing pretty well with that. Um, but I was definitely dragging ass on the way down there. I felt like an absolute zombie. Um, yeah, somewhere in Tennessee, we stopped for Stacy's first Waffle House experience. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, wanted to go back again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, with like the way we eat or whatever our diet, it's like really hard to pick somewhere to eat because you don't know what they're putting in it or on it or any of that. And usually they mix a bunch of other crap in with like something that we could eat. So it just like cost wise didn't really make sense a lot of times, but there's like a million waffles. Like we had, we had discovered that from heading down to the taxidermist in Tennessee that like, there's like a million waffle houses when you start heading South, they're like pretty much at every exit. So I was like, I think this, you know, there's like Cracker Barrel and Denny's stuff like that. And I told her, I'm like, waffle house will be the tippy top of the A list. <laughs> <laughs> some supreme dining um so yeah obviously she loved it or whatever and insisted on us 
making more trips there. Um, we couldn't check in till three on Sunday. So, uh, kind of like took our time getting down there and hit some traffic on the way as well. Uh, especially through Atlanta, Atlanta, no matter what time you go through there, there's always going to be traffic. Uh, but yeah, we got there real early in the morning and kind of got to watch the sunrise on the beach, which is pretty cool. Cause I don't, I don't know about you. I've never done that. No, usually I don't get out to the beach till like. 10 or later so because i'm um, not real prone on waking up early on a vacation yeah yeah um so yeah we kind of saw that or whatever walked around the beach a little bit and then we're like well what else are we gonna do so stacy was like well i guess we might as well go fishing so i pulled up like the closest park to us i don't really remember the name of it but if i did i wouldn't really recommend it for fishing uh well, I guess like right away, you caught uh, like a small or large mount mm-hmm. uh, on a paddle tail, which is pretty cool because I don't think you'd ever used one of those before either. That's, I mean, that's pretty much like a real common bait for down there. Um, so I kind of insisted on her like using that. But I'm going to pull up a picture of your bass real quick. Is that on it? Share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just like a small one pound largemouth with like some weird warts or yeah. whatever it had growing on it. Just yeah, well, judging by the lake that it came out of it, I'm not, who knows what the hell was yeah. being dumped in that lake. It was like a lake where, so the park was like kind of like a, it kind of had a little bit of everything. It was like a water park mixed with like skiing. You could fish there. Uh Bike there. Yeah, there there were nine million cyclists and mountain bikers. Um, yeah, so we kind of just went like we walked about halfway down on the first lake that you can see uh, from the parking lot there, and like first couple casts, she caught that largemouth, and then we started to see like a lot of uh, like just smaller fish. Like I assume they were cichlids. I think we saw like one peacock, just kind of swimming around the bank so we started doing some sight fishing and uh trying to pull a couple of them out of there um yeah then we had like a woman walk up to us and what was her accent like i don't know if it was british or australian yeah it was mm-hmm. i don't know what it was and she had like her son there with her or something right i just remember her dogs or dogs maybe that's what she was talking about then i don't know but she insisted on us like going down to this lake in the back to fish. It was like an, another giant lake to fish back there. And she said, that's where everyone catches all the giant fish. And you're only going to find like the small fish in this lake. Um, so yeah, we we're like, yeah, okay. Whatever. We like kept casting whatever. And she like brought it up like three more times, yeah. like insisting on us go back. So we're like, whatever. We picked up our stuff and made, that was a long ass walk. It yeah, was like it was. Two mile walk or something. It was like no access. Yeah. It's fucking lake. Absolutely no access. So, um, we didn't even get to make a cast at it. We ended up making, so the lakes were like, there was like a narrow path going in between them. Well, we fished like the backside of the one lake we'd been fishing. And like, I had a mountain biker, like put his hands on me and tell me to get off his path and all that. It was not a good start to the trip. I was pissed and luckily I didn't say anything to him, but, uh, it was not a good, good start that way. Um, not a good first impression of the people of Florida. 
Um, yeah. So then we were like, okay, well, whatever. We can't fish this lake. So we started walking back to fish like the same spot where we had seen all those fish or whatever. And we start making them casts or whatever. And then this dude sitting like way up on the uh, water skiing like tower thing gets on his megaphone. He's like, you all can't be fishing here. He's like, you can fish any other lake but this one. I'm like, shit, first lake we went to, I'm already getting kicked out. So at least we pulled a fish out of it, though. Yeah, that's true. That's the bright side. Um, but yeah, so we're like, okay, crap, where are we going to go next? Well, I had like a million canals, like the boat ramps for canals uh, marked on my phone. So I just started going through one by one, you know, all the ones that were close to each other. I kind of had it all mapped out beforehand. Uh, so I wasn't running all over back and forth. Um, I believe it was like the first one we went to. Um, we, uh, or she spotted a pair of uh, Mayan cichlids sitting like right off the edge of the water, maybe 10 inches off the bank. And she like begged me to put a crappie jig on uh, because I'd taught her like a couple years ago, like with bluegill and stuff. Uh, I think it was at Bush Wildlife that you can kind of just like dangle the crappie jig over them and kind of just like yo-yo them out. Like you're not even, you're not even really casting or setting the hook. You're kind of just like old school cane pulling them out. Um, so she did that and I got tied on. Uh, I think you were probably like really tired still from yeah. the drive and everything. So you kept getting it snagged in the rocks um and she wanted me to like go down there and get it out or whatever and i was like you just let me break it off real quick i can tie another one on super fast and then i can get you right back in on this fish because they were both still swimming around i don't know if they're on a bed or what it's kind of what it seemed like but i don't really know what time of year they spawn or anything so i got it back on or whatever and she kept getting hung up the freaking rocks she's like okay whatever here you try well, I put it in there. I just got super aggressive with it. I started like bouncing it off all the rocks and splashing around the water. And I, I don't know if it was the male or not, but it really pissed him off. And so he started following it around or whatever. And he bit at, he'd like short strike it a couple of times. Uh, I was like, okay, whatever. He put it all the way in his mouth one time. I was like, oh my gosh. And so like the same time I went to lift up on it, he just spit it back out. So I threw it back in there and did the same thing again, just started being real aggressive with it. And he like actually grabbed onto it that time. Uh, and I just, like I said, yo-yoed him straight out of the water. And we were up on some like boulders where I was like dangling this from. So he couldn't even like really see me either because I was so high up and like I had the sun in my face. So there wasn't like a shadow or anything. Um, so yeah, we're way up there or whatever. Um, and I'd kind of step down onto like some, lower boulders whatever and she was up like higher on the bank and so i basically just like lift him out of the water and like put him like right by her uh i thought that was kind of funny but yeah that was our our first new species i guess in florida it was a mine cichlid um so it was pretty cool or whatever uh, i guess i can pull a picture up of that real quick super cool colored fish I don't know if it's on there or not. There we go. But yeah, uh, this, which I'll get into this like a, in a little bit later with some of the other fish too, but like uh, it was just so neat how a lot of uh, 
fish down there. Like even though they're the same species, they come in like a variety of colors. Um, yeah. So anyways, we continued to hop around uh, the rest of the day and didn't really have much luck. Uh, oh, but actually before we left there, I almost missed this. It's really important. Uh, we met. So the reason we kind of stopped fishing was a boat came flying in. We're like, okay, it's kind of going to stir up the water or whatever, so we can just go find a new spot. Um, so we got all packed up, whatever. That guy loaded his boat up. While I'm on my phone looking at GPS, whatever, trying to pull up the next spot. And Stacy's like, hey, roll down your window. That guy wants to talk to you. I was like, okay, whatever. So I rolled down my window, and uh, I met this guy that actually has a pretty cool YouTube. It's called uh, SoFlow Outdoors. Uh, and he's SoFlo Waterfowlers on Instagram, I believe. I'll link all his stuff in the YouTube description of this podcast. Uh, super cool guy, though. His name's Billy. Um, and he was just kind of like, asked us if we had any luck or whatever. And uh, told us, like, we're in the right area for a lot of good fish. Um, hooked us up with one of his spots, uh, which, unfortunately, we had a hard time it's kind of like the moral or not the moral but like the struggle of this entire trip was like finding access like there's water everywhere but it's super hard to get into a lot of spots you got a lot of no fishing signs stuff like that so that was kind of our first experience with like crap how do we get into these places so yeah uh met billy or whatever um and uh since we didn't have any luck accessing that spot he gave us uh we just continued to hop around to the canals didn't really have any luck uh so we ended up spending the evening on the beach relaxing which is nice it was pretty much kind of cold like every evening yeah like it was not real it was super windy mm-hmm. so that wind coming off the water was was pretty chilly um but yeah so i decided i wanted to try something different the next day though so i found this I guess it's kind of like a conservation area or uh i don't know what they call it like a wildlife area or something like that but right on so pretty much how like southern florida works is you've got like this big u-shape kind of and the u-shape is all the everglades whatever and then like right to the right of the, the everglades like in the area we were at is like all your cities or whatever and there's basically like a a barrier between all the cities in the Everglades. So we went out like on the outskirts of town or whatever. And uh, just, I want to get like out away from people was kind of my goal. Like, cause obviously the more people around, like the more issues you run into with access and also like the pressure that have been put on the fish in these high populated areas. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like a levee type construction is what I would call it main road gravel road going way up top and then down a giant hill you got a canal on one side and same thing on the other side you got a canal um and as soon as we pulled up there they were like what were they teenagers probably yeah like my age okay so like older teenagers um fishing there was a bridge that went over top uh one of the canals I don't know. They were fishing from the side of it then. They ended up hopping up on the bridge too. And they just had uh, shiners they were throwing out there with bobbers. But like literally right as soon as we get to this spot, there's one of these kids holding like, what was it? Probably a four pound largemouth, And it's just completely black. I mean, it's a true like 
Florida swamp bass. Like it was awesome. Now I rolled down my window or whatever. I'm like, man, that's an awesome fish. He's like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool or whatever. So we go and park, whatever. We're super stoked to get in there. Um, so we kind of fished like down a little bit from them. So we weren't being whole buzzards, uh, you know, with all our artificial stuff, which, you know, at that point I was kind of like, man, I kind of wish we used some live bait or whatever. Cause that makes it a lot easier, but that's just a one. That's not something I do a lot. Like, hardly ever just because it's a kind of a pain in the ass like where we're from but um so yeah we're throwing that stuff around i got hit by uh, a gar a couple times which i was really hoping to catch and i told her i'm like florida is probably the only place i would ever want to catch a gar like i catch a gar in missouri i'm like holding the hook with pliers so just trying to like shake it off on the bank and kill it but they got like some they got like a spotted gar and I think they have like actually their own gar, like a Florida gar or something down there too, but they've just got like way cooler patterns and colors on them. So I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have minded pulling one of them out either, but all of our stuff, like nothing I was using had treble hooks. So it's kind of hard to get that in a guard's mouth just because it's like needle nose basically. Um, so yeah, we walked the, the edge of that canal and fish, just walk a little bit, cast, walk a little bit, cast. And that was pretty taxing. It was a lot of walking. The sun was beating down. Um, it was like the middle of the day because we uh, took pictures. That, that, no, we took pictures the next day. So we were there about noon, I would say, yeah. after eating breakfast and everything. So, uh, yeah, we did that a little bit. Stacy ended up jigging another cichlid out. I don't know if you – were you side casting that or was it blind? Side. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was sorry. Which we like that canal, you could walk up and see like some gar and some cichlids oh, yeah. and stuff like that. I actually saw right down from where those kids caught their bass, I had like a, a three pound bass swim literally as close as it could have got on the edge of the water right in front of me. And I'm motioning, Stacey's on the other side of the canal. She walked across the bridge. I'm motioning like big bass right here, cast because I was still tying on. But, and it ended up swimming away. The water down there is like really, really, really clear. Like you just yeah, it's completely different to anything we're used to. Like clear water here is like a green color, basically, like stained Not water. Really and yeah, we get so much runoff in all the spots we fish that it's muddy most of the time. When it is clear, it's green. Theirs is like. It's almost like black when you look at it. Like you can just see right through it to the vegetation on the bottom. It's a real dark vegetation. I'll pull up your picture of the cichlid here real quick too. So yeah, like see how much different that one is compared to the one I, the one I caught. Yeah. By the way, I'm holding her fish because she wouldn't <laughs> hold the damn thing because it has little small teeth. Like, it's just like a bluegill. You just fan, fan its spikes down and just hold it like like a fly fish. Oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, kept, kept casting or whatever, working our way down. And then I had a chartreuse, chartreuse and white chatterbait with a paddle tail on the back. I think it was just a white paddle tail. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to start, like, hurling this thing so i was just casting all the way across i was finding like open spots where i could cast all the way across and hit 
the edge of the bank on the other side. Well, I, I don't know if it was the first time I did it, but it was one of the first times I did it. As soon as it hit the water, just something thrashed right out of the water and grabbed the bait. It was awesome. Like a, a giant topwater explosion. And I'm just screaming or whatever. I'm real. I'm fighting this thing super hard. And I'm, you know, hooping and hollering like I always do when I hook into something. And I'm fighting this thing all the way across the canal, which, you know, granted isn't really that far, but pulling a heavy fish that far, you know, I was for you to work. Yeah, it was awesome. And I get up to the edge or whatever, and it's like rolling or whatever, which is real common, a snakehead. And sure enough, I get up on the bank, and it's a, a decent snakehead. It wasn't a giant. Uh, same thing with him, just super, super dark color. I think everything that came we saw in that canal had just like a much darker color. I don't know if it's because of the water color or how much sunlight yeah. they get or, you know, vegetation, nutrition that's in there. I don't know. But it's like almost a black snakehead like snakeheads have like rings and like dots on them you could hardly even see the pattern on them uh because he was that dark i'll pull the picture of him up here real quick so yeah it's probably i don't know two and a half feet long or so but just like a solid black color and you can see like in the middle there he's got some markings but you can hardly even make them out and then the ring on his tail just like barely shows up mm-hmm. but yeah that was pretty much all the luck we ended up having uh doing that there uh i was pretty satisfied that day we were both exhausted from the heat beating down on us stacy got extremely sunburned <laughs> um so we kind of called it early that day around like what was it like three o'clock three yeah. thirty, something like that um we're like let's just go chill out on the beach and then we can figure out a game plan for tomorrow uh so yeah we went and relaxed on the beach that evening and uh decided we're gonna do pictures the next morning like pictures on the beach very typical yeah family ish pictures on the beach couples pictures um which something i haven't mentioned i don't know that i've really mentioned much about you on any of the podcast yet so you haven't really wanted to be a part of this but uh (laughs) Stacy's a really talented photographer and like picture editor. So all the pictures were awesome. They turned out great. I actually have those on here too to share some of your work. Subtle plug. What's your your uh Instagram for your photography? Stacy Morial Photography. So yeah, here's like a picture of us. Turned out awesome. Like even I was impressed because no one can usually take pictures on the beach in the sun and you made them turn out really good and it was windy as shit oh yeah that's something we battled the entire trip whether it was fishing or taking pictures or whatever was the wind yeah i think the pictures turned out really good yeah. you saw in something like everything oh but, no <laughs> uh i think there's another one too oh yeah the one you took with me which is awesome it's now my uh, profile picture on i think it's instagram and facebook it could be wrong yeah, real uh, professional buck hut photo there. It's like a real entrepreneur there. So yeah, pictures turned out great. We got done, I don't know, probably around noon or one or yeah. so. Did we eat before we went out there? Or did we? No. No, no we I think we ate after. So yeah. we made food wherever then we were going to head out fishing. Um, so that afternoon, we kind of didn't really like the vibe of the sketchy Everglades. I also forgot to mention we saw small alligators there. Oh, yeah. 
luckily no snakes or anything we saw some like, one snake that. oh yeah people when we were leaving this dude up on top of the levee because like there was a gate that kind of blocked off so he couldn't drive on it he pulled his car right up to the gate and he was like did y'all see any pythons down there and we're like fuck no like i don't want anything to do with those damn things like we saw some alligators didn't some small alligators didn't really want to be around him either um but i guess he was i don't know wanting to find some snakes for some reason i don't know take pictures or what i was like okay weird guy yeah yeah um so yeah, anyways, uh, that vibe, she didn't really like the whole, and we were walking through tall grass and stuff. I didn't know what bugs were around or whatever, because like, I'm usually prone in Missouri to getting chiggers everywhere I walk. So yeah, that was just a little, little too extreme for her, I think. It was right at my alley, and it was super fast paced, which you also weren't really used to. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm like, like you wanted to like keep fishing a spot, I'm like, five five to ten casts and i'll work the bank whatever and we're moving and yeah we argued a little bit over that but it's okay we still like each other sometimes. yeah i guess so anyways i decided we we're gonna try another like park type setting so uh we ended up going to markham park which is like this huge i think it's almost 700 acre park that like the canals run through or whatever and it kind of turns into like a their definition of lake around that area is much different than our yeah. definition here like you'd call that like a stream here but it they called it a lake so anyways like usual you were what five casts in and you're hooked up and i just hear this thing i'm right next to her peeling drag i'm like holy shit you hooked into something big <laughs> yeah so i'm run i drop all my stuff i'm running over there and of course you've never fought anything like like you've never had anything peel your drag like that yeah so I'm like trying to like show her like how to kind of adjust the drag a little bit because it was like way too loose. The thing was just gone with it. So I'm like sticking my hand in there trying to adjust it. She's still just cranking on the thing. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> so my fingers like it's a spinning rod. My fingers like getting caught in the freaking spinning portion of it. Ow! Just stop reeling for a second. So I'd like make a micro adjustment on it and she'd start hammering away again i'd like try and like put my hand right back in there and she didn't see my hands so she's smacking my finger again i'm like just let me <laughs> freaking do this so we're fight fighting this fish together and she gets it like right up to the bank it's doing the snakehead roll thing so I'm like oh cool like it's another another decent snakehead well then the thing she'd get it right up to the bank and the thing started running back out again and so she's like trying to like back do the whole like i don't know if it's children that do this or what but i've seen it several times before you do like the back pedal high knee run just trying to drag the thing up onto the bank i just got excited and i'm like just like hold it still and i'll go grab him like he's right there at the edge of the bank but she insisted on running a freaking no, I did not. 40 meter dash backwards so uh <laughs> thing came up on the bank or whatever and i'm like man this is a giant snakehead and it looked way different that that's i almost didn't recognize it at first because it looked way different than the one i had caught the day before um of course she was like not real satisfied with it because she wanted to catch a peacock but i'm like you need you need to be appreciative of this fish because it's like an absolute monster um so yeah super light colored fish you can actually see like the markings in it and stuff unlike the one i caught um whereas mine is like pretty much black that one's like a slate colored gray mm -hmm. um so yeah like i said before just super neat in florida how everybody of water is different 
for like the color of the fish or I guess even in the same bodies of water the color of fish just differ that much um she almost didn't want to take a picture with it I'm like this is a monster like I think the state record for snakeheads like 10 pounds that thing was six or seven probably you know it was good size you can see the belly sagging on it (laughs) but anyways I like had to like convince her like it's not gonna hurt her or whatever it's just really slimy so you have to put a good grip on it i basically told her to do like a split finger grip like a catfish i so when i got him up on the bank i put him on his on his back or whatever so she could just grab straight onto him and roll him over um i'm like okay just make sure you're ready as soon as you pull them up because like they like to squirm a lot like i everything there's slimy it doesn't matter what kind of fish you pull out so uh the, the day before like I had dropped my snakehead too, just because everything's so hard to hold on to. So I told her, like, be ready for the picture as soon as you get them up. So the picture turned out great. You still had your makeup on from yeah. the pictures <laughs> and everything. So, yeah, picture turned out awesome. Um, but, yeah, so after that, you know, we kept fishing a little bit, and I tried a couple – other spots didn't really work out uh, a couple of them were no access a couple of them just didn't have any bites or anything and you know while these catches were like awesome and everything I was still feeling we had like one day left so I was feeling kind of defeated when it came to like accomplishing the whole peacock mission and that was probably very obvious um so I decided I'm gonna go back where I bet, met Billy and fish the other side of that canal and I walked pretty much the entire length of that canal um just casting along the bank across it trying everything well Stacy was worn out at that point it got pretty late that evening um probably around 6 30 or so so I told her I'm gonna walk down to this dock and get parallel with it make some casts and then that's as far as I'm walking we can call it for a day so I walk all the way down there it's probably 100 yards or so from where I told her that and uh, get right to the dock I might have made one cast beforehand I make one cast straight in line with the dock and sure enough I hook into a fish so I'm fighting it or whatever and there's a iguana on this boulder sitting right where I'd cast pretty much he jumps in the water as soon as I set the hook it scared the shit out of him and so I'm fighting this fish or whatever I get it all the way up to the bank it's a freaking peacock bass and it comes off right at the bank and I'm like I felt defeated before and I was just like 10 X what I was feeling for. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, and she's like, cast again or whatever. I'm like, no, like I said, I was done here. I'm, I'm going to be done. So yeah, that felt awful. I told her, I'm like, this is not working out at all. So we can just do whatever you want to do tomorrow. Like I, I don't need to fish. I've, you know, I've caught some cool stuff here and got the experience or whatever. Uh, but you were still insisting on catching a peacock. Yeah. So kind of like explain like when you, like this group or whatever, like when you got into it or whatever and like what So I like just looked up like this just peacock fishing and this group um, popped up on Facebook and they accepted yeah, my it, request. What's it it's called? It's called um, peacock, peacock Bass South Florida. And it's got 20,000 20,000 members. So a lot of people in it. Yeah. And they accepted my like request pretty quickly. Like yours hasn't even been accepted. No, I put into it the same day 
you know, she was telling me about it. She actually got into it without even telling me about it. Yeah. So I was like, damn, I wish I would have known and about then I this. Just, like, I just, like, posted, like, this picture of me my snake head and just was like, hey, we're looking for a guide, kind of last minute. And then, um, you know, I had some comments, but, like, no one was able to do it. And then Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike uh, commented. Mike commented. Uh, Mike has a company called uh, Lake Ida Fishing Charters. And he said, I'd be able to do an afternoon session tomorrow. Right. Perfect. And I, it was like, what, 1030 at night or something? I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I feel like, yeah, kind of bad or whatever. But I was like, we're in or whatever. Just, you know, I don't even care the details. Just take us out tomorrow, basically don't care what it costs either <laughs> like uh so he said call me in the morning or whatever so I woke up like around 8 or 8 30 or so and just called him right away he's like yep told me how much it costs whatever uh what it was gonna look like he said you know, normally he had bait ready or whatever since it was last minute we'd have to go out and net some shad but shouldn't take that long um and then you know we'd get right to fishing or whatever I was like awesome you know I was stoked sound like you know my, I was kind of skeptical of doing the whole charter thing from the get-go. Like, she had mentioned it way before we even left for the trip. I was like, just that environment, like, that atmosphere. Like, when it's commercial fishing, it's just not really what I'm about. Yeah. Like, I just like to enjoy my time out there, limit, you know, the people interaction. I'm not a real big people person. Um, but that's not what we got with Mike at all. Like, it was dream scenario, what I would have mm-hmm. wanted super awesome personal guy we had a lot in common uh you know he's an he's and or he still is i guess an endurance athlete um he's big on like the no debt thing like same as we are um and obviously into fishing so we had you know plenty of stuff to talk about whatever oh, yeah. um cool guy. yeah so got a really nice boat uh beaver tail skiff uh took that out or whatever going you know through the canals basically to get out into lake ida to go uh net some bait um so yeah it was pretty cool he let me drive the boat <laughs> just troll the boat while uh we we're watching the graph this was super cool for me too because my only experience with electronics came from the million dollar uh bass pro tournament i did with travis other than that i've you know pretty much used a depth finder and like a mediocre fish finder in my entire life so i at least had the knowledge of how to use it going into this from what travis had taught me um so yeah we're looking for these you know bait schools we targeted for bass fishing could be you know any size basically we're trying to cast into um so my comprehension of the size of the school we're looking for was completely different than uh what what we would have used for bass fishing basically um so i'm seeing one on there i'm like hey there's one he's like that's nothing like what we're looking for and then finally when one shows up whatever and it's like a bait school all the way across the screen and like holy shit and so he'd he'd cast into it or whatever and you know the first few casts we did first of all we we're having a little bit of trouble locating some uh he expected to take like 20 minutes or so it probably took an hour hour and a half maybe yeah just I mean, that's combined of getting out there and meeting and everything and uh getting all of our bait but yeah these schools were i mean to me i don't know about to him enormous whatever he just i'd you know, bump the boat into reverse, whatever, about threw him overboard a couple of times because his throttle was super smooth, <laughs> unlike my old junky boat. Um, and he'd throw his net out there and, you know, 
he said most of the time he's doing it, he'll fill the freaking net. Like it takes him one or two casts to get, you know, more than enough bait. He probably, what, had to throw it four or five times to get the bait we needed. So it wasn't too bad or whatever. And I, you know, he kind of talked it down to like, oh, we, you know, sorry, but we have to get some bait first. Or I thought it was an awesome yeah, experience. I mean, yeah, it was just cool. It was just cool to learn. Him, yeah. And yeah. That was and watching awesome. Him do it. Yeah. Like I wouldn't mind doing it again if, you know. He didn't have the stuff ready next time we showed up. But anyways, we got all the bait we needed. Probably, what do you say? That was probably 150. Yeah. Uh, shad. Uh, just, you know, they look pretty similar to the shad we have here. Um, they just end up getting a lot bigger, I think, because they do a lot better in the warm warm weather down there. Um, so then we headed back and kind of fished, like, cove around his house, basically. He you know, he had a boat dock right there and a house and everything that we left from. Uh, so super convenient. Um, but he knew, you know, where all these fish were. Um, so we fished one spot for, I don't know, Mike didn't want to spend, I really liked this about him. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to spend too much time in one spot. He's like, if they're not fired up right here, right away, we're going to find a different spot. And I'm all for that. Um, so yeah, we fished one spot or whatever, made, I don't know, five casts or so probably not even 10 he's like all right we're moving i've got we're gonna go to my honey hole basically and so we pull right up on this this boat that he fishes all the time and you know sure as shit like we freaking do every time stacy casts in there and like second cast she hooks into this like four it was probably a four pound peacock yeah four or five pounds i mean this thing was enormous mike didn't say talk about how big it was he said that was a nice fish but that thing was a nice peacock and you know it was so cool where he kind of chummed the water a little bit throwing some shad in there and then we'd cast into it and you just see these bright colored fish just rolling up there just attacking these shad and so same thing when she hooked into it you saw that it kind of do a roll and surface you saw all these bright colors and that's that's how i knew it was that big i was like holy crap and almost instantly he came off yeah i so hurt yeah still never recovered. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't either <laughs> So, yeah, anyways, we got right back in there with some baits, whatever. I mean, almost immediately, you started pulling out bass and cichlids. It was kind of funny. Mike was, I really respected this. He was so dedicated to what we came there for. Yeah. That, like, as soon as we hooked into something that wasn't a peacock, he threw that damn thing back in the water. (laughs) Because, like, she pulled out a two and a half pound bass. And she's kind of holding up whatever. He's like, yeah, no, we'll take a picture when we get a peacock. Some cichlids that were like ten inches Dude, long. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, nope, not a peacock. Not a peacock. Uh the video I posted on uh like YouTube and TikTok and everything is one of the cichlids I caught. It says like that's not a peacock bass. You can you can watch that and see how quick this dude's throwing it back in and yeah. getting us a new bait. Uh yeah, it was hilarious. So I told him, I'm like, hey man, where we're from, like a four or a five is a monster bass. <laughs> so you know, we kind of want to take a picture of one of those, but otherwise, yeah, you can just throw them back. So that's what happened. She caught way more fish than me, uh, a bunch of bass and cichlids and stuff, and he's just popping them off. Then I started, you know, getting into bass and cichlids and stuff like that. Uh, nothing giant, but, you know, the bass were super cool because they were the same way, completely different than the bass we have here. They're, you know, super dark black color that pretty much runs all the way throughout their body. They're hardly even green. Um, and then, yeah, these cichlids, they came in a million different colors or whatever. And they were so big, you know, 
the first couple ones we caught, I thought they were a peacock at first. Just, That's what just I thought, the too. colorful fish, whatever. And then you pulled it out and like, oh, I know what that is. Um, but yeah, then you hooked into a peacock first, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Knew that was going to happen. And what was it? Probably a pound or so, yeah. a pound and a half. It wasn't giant. No, but it was a peacock bass. So yeah, pretty happy with it. Was there anything like special that happened on that cast or anything from, no, it was no. just pretty plain Jane like the yeah. other ones? Yeah. But your trip was made at that point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine kind of was too. I just wanted one of us to catch a peacock bass. Like I didn't care who it was or how big it was. I didn't care if it was mm-hmm. 10 inches. I would have been satisfied with it. Uh, but yeah, it was probably like a pound, pound and a half. Do you have a picture ones. of it? Oh yeah, I do. I have lots of pictures. Um, sh- 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 yeah, there it is. Close that one. And yeah. So yeah, it was kind of like more of a yellow color, wasn't it? Yeah. Like uh, it wasn't super green. Um, and really the orange on the bottom side of it wasn't really that bright. It was really just like a light green, yellowish color. A uh, small dot on its tail and some speckles up here. Real faint stripes. I mean, yeah, it was definitely cool um a lot different from uh what i ended up hooking into so it was we left that spot or whatever and kind of went and tried a different one gave that spot a break he's like all right uh well they'll be back in there or whatever and so probably i don't know two casts in i ended up hooking so that boat we were fishing, Stacy made a couple bad casts and flung shad off of her hook straight into that boat. And I'm just watching this bird coming down. And he jumps in the boat or whatever. And I'm just, I don't even get all the way through the sentence, but I'm saying like, hey, I guess he found your fish or whatever. And my drag just starts going, Zzz! and I'm like, oh crap. And I was kind of to the right of the boat or whatever. And yeah, he's just running with whatever. So I'm fighting him or whatever. And of course, that's what I do a lot. Like when I got a good fight on a fish, I really loud at first. And I'm like dead silent, focused on like getting the fish in or whatever. And so like, do you have one or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, it's something good. He's peeling drag. And so I get it right up to the boat or whatever. And Mike's like, oh yeah, it's peacock. So he gets a net or whatever. And first try swoops him right out perfectly. Um, so I'll pull a picture of him real quick. But yeah, I was, as soon as I saw that fish go in the net, I was so relieved. Um, because like I, like I said, it's something I wanted to do for 10 years or so. Um, so, yeah, this is more Stacy's photography work. Um, their big camera and has a dope-ass edit on it. Really making the colors pop on that. But, yeah, you can see how mine, like, those speckles, like, run a lot longer to the body. Mm-hmm. And the stripes are a lot darker. The dot on his tail is a lot more prevalent. The orange is brighter. Like, I don't know if it's something I go through as they get older or just like they have more of that to them or not. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, an awesome fish. It's probably, I don't know, two and a half pounds or so. Yeah. Wasn't a giant, but it, you know, it was a decent fish and I was more than happy to catch it for my first one. Uh, I didn't really care. Like I said, what size fish it was. Uh, so yeah, I got that on video too with the GoPro, as you can see on my, wearing my chest strap. Uh, so that's on YouTube too. Uh, check that out just as my first peacock bass um but yeah so both of us pretty much got what we came for whatever we made a few casts in there i think we caught a couple more bass 
yeah in that spot he's like all right since you all have done that and we're you know the peacocks aren't super fired up today uh let's go out to the deep water and try and pull out a clown knife fish and i was like frick yeah like, those are some cool cool ass looking fish mm-hmm. uh which i thought they ran a lot more to the northern waters i didn't really realize they were you know lake ida area um but yeah we tried for them for a little bit didn't get any bites whatever she's like all right i guess we'll just uh well, we end up going further off to a different spot and we were kind of just trying for anything there. Um, didn't have any luck. Something I struggled with a lot was like seeing my line. Like I, this is going to sound really dumb as much as I fish, but I don't have polarized sunglasses. Um, I've worn the same pair of sunglasses for like eight years and my eyes are super sensitive. So I've just kind of stuck with that lens, you know, fishing around Missouri. Like I said, our water's not that clear anyways. So, you know, they've, they've worked well for me spot fishing and stuff like that um in years past or whatever and i can used to see down in the water very well but we had a high wind that day so the water's choppy as shit and it's so bright that like the glare was just ridiculous so you know we might have i might have done better personally if you know i were a little more a little more on top of like my bait where it was at following it and all that because you you would like when you're fishing by that boat get peacocks and bass and stuff come up and swipe at it and this you could at least see that know kind of where to position your bait and stuff like that but anyways that last spot didn't work so we went back to the boat or whatever and right away like i think second cast third cast again i'm right back in there and i hooked into a, a peacock probably about the size it wasn't giant probably about the size it might have been in between the size that she caught and the size of the one i caught it was like a, an okay fish uh, and I got him right up to the boat or whatever. And just before Mike was able to grab him, he ended up getting off. But we at least knew peacocks were back in there. So, you know, we fished the hell out of that a little more. I think we caught more bass, more so. Or, mm-hmm. I think it was just bass at that point. We weren't even catching the cichlids anymore. Yeah, no. Yeah. 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 So a lot of largemouth. Um, he's like, all right, well, I'm cleaning out the boat or whatever. Y'all can, can fish off my dock, um, use up the rest of these shad or whatever. So we did that and we were actually getting hammered off his dog. We weren't hooking up very well. Hookup ratio kind of sucked. But uh we were we were hooking into some bass. Um I had him take a picture of just the last one I caught. Um right there off his dock with the old shad and a bobber. <laughs> that was kind of fun. He's like, Yeah, it might seem dorky with the bobber or whatever. I'm like, no man, like I fucked up and brought the wrong sunglasses. I can't see this damn thing. So that actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, you can see I'm red as shit there. Very. We both got fried. I never understood either. Mike had some, so it kind of made a lot more sense, especially when he had them and I didn't. I never understood why anglers wore these like fingerless gloves. I don't know if it's like grip or anything like that. Like your hands getting wet. No, it's so your hands don't fucking fry out there in the sun. My hands, that's. My ears, the top of my ears and my hands were where I got sunburnt the worst. Just from holding them in the same spot, you know. All my other stuff was moving, but those things were pretty much in the same spot the whole time. So that's where I ended up getting burnt uh, the most. Um, but yeah, super fun trip out with Mike. Um, definitely going to be back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will see Mike again. <laughs> yeah, Mike's our boy now. Uh yeah, super awesome guy. Um, I would recommend him to anyone, especially if you're like me. And you know, you know, you might not catch the most fish in the world as you would with like some of these commercial guys or whatever, but you're gonna enjoy the experience ten times more. And you know, this is 
he said it heats up a hell of a lot more for these peacocks and stuff at you know summertime so that's we'll be there yeah that's kind of when we're hoping to make another trip back you know i don't know about you but i definitely want to do this at least once a year just yeah. go down there and um that night after we got back with mike uh billy from soflow outdoors reached out to me too and was just asking like how long i was in town if i'd gotten any peacock shit i told him like we kind of like exhausted most of our options we went with the charter that day and uh finally ended up getting on some it's like oh that's awesome uh when you come if you come back we'll have to do a collaboration uh do some fishing together i was like hell yeah man like we're definitely gonna be back so hoping to do that with him too in the, in the near future so got a couple connections down there oh um, yeah which is good you know impressive for uh uh not ever going down there where you meet two people that you can fish with on the first trip down there mm -hmm. so yeah uh check out billy at soflow outdoors and uh soflow waterfowlers i believe on instagram uh, sorry if that's wrong i'll put the links to all that in the youtube description um Check out Mike at uh, Lake Ida Fishing Charters. He's on Facebook. Uh, he's got a website, uh, which I'll also link down in here. Uh, he's on Instagram. Uh, great guy. Great time. Made a dream come true for both of us. So uh, super appreciative of him. And uh, can't wait to get back out on the water with him. Uh, check out Stacy's photography stuff. Stacy Morrell Photography on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, her phone number's on there. That's your preferred method of contacting me, yeah, right? Yeah. Try not to DM her. That's she won't see it. It's not because she's being a dick. She won't see it. Um. Yeah. Follow Buck Hut on. You know, we got Facebook page, Facebook group, uh, Buck Hut on Instagram, Buck Hut on TikTok, uh, Buck Hut on YouTube, um, on pretty much all the podcast platforms, uh, and also check out my buddy. Uh, Dylan just started his podcast, Ludus Lifestyle Podcast. Uh, it's available on Anchor and Spotify. Um, he's also got a Facebook group now, too. Uh, I'll link that in the description as well. Any final comments? No. no. You do it again? Yeah. It was a good time? Yeah, it was. It's good yeah. for overall health, too, which I'm going to get into it on that podcast with my mom about, you know, that was, it was kind of her recommendation as well for the stuff that's gone with my health to make that trip down there and it benefited me in so many aspects of my life so that's probably part of the reason as well not only the success but why i plan on going back down there in the future so that's all right mm -hmm. all right see ya